Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio. So, we're going to continue with this series. So, this we'll just call this part two of a series on talking about money. And what I want to talk about today is why it is uniquely an advisor's role to help with this conversation, both role and opportunity. I, I think at the sort of core of helping people make good decisions with money, at the core of it, is helping them get clear about their values, sort of how they want to use money, values and goals, and their, the way their money is being spent, saved, and invest, invested, right? And another way to say that would be like, helping people get clear about their values and then making sure their use of capital aligns with what they said. Now, I realize that nobody comes into a financial advisor's office asking for that. I've never had anybody come and say, could you help me get clear about my goals and then help me, you know, like it's never happened, right? What we all know that what people come to a financial advisor for is they've gotten it typically an acute problem, right? It's, it's sort of like going to the emergency room. I've, I just inherited a bunch of money. I sold a business. I, have, I left my job and I have a 401k I need to roll over, right? It's typically around those things. And then of course it could be like, we need help with budgeting or, and I, and I realize more and more, it could be like, gosh, my wife and I don't know where to even start. Or, you know, my husband and I are, are always arguing about money. And we thought we'd call a financial advisor, right? But most of the time it's still around. Hey, what have you got for me, kid, right? What's the best investment? And I realize we've sort of got to back into having the opportunity to diagnose long before we prescribe. And I've talked about that in a lot of other places, but there's nowhere else for people to go, right? If you believe fundamentally that helping people make good decisions about money means you've got to diagnose thoroughly. And part of that diagnosis is understanding why, (laughs) which sounds so obvious to me, why they're doing the things they're doing. Like, why are you saving? So aligning use of capital with what they said is important to them. That's the fundamental thing. Now, of course, we got to, as I've already mentioned, we got to sort of trick people into that opportunity to allow us to thoroughly diagnose or else we're just going to keep repeating the same mistake of looking for the hot investment and living an unfulfilled life filled with unnecessary plastic crap. (laughs) Right? So why is it your, like, it's a massive opportunity. If we're going to actually make change and help people make good decisions with money instead of repeating bad decisions over and over and over their whole lives and being really, really frustrated. And again, that's no reflection on people. It's just what we've been taught is our job as investors is to run around listening to the Financial Pornography Network and find the best investment. If we're going to... Ha- and we know, we all know that doesn't work. Investors know that, you know, we, we just keep trying to repeat that over and over and over, right? So as an advisor, we get to step into the breach there and say, hey, let's do something a little different, right? There's nowhere else for people to go. And then if we can teach them how to be open with talking about the why behind money, right? Values and goals, use of capital, they hopefully can involve their children and we can help involve particularly adult children in those discussions. Then we've got a huge opportunity to make a big difference in how this is handled.
So I think that's why there's nowhere else for people to go to have these conversations. And in fact, I'm going to talk about that real quick. We're going to do this in another part, but I think we have time. There really is nowhere else for people to go. So think about this for a minute. We've all been taught never to talk about money. Now, if you bump up against the emotional sort of struggles that could come with things like selling a business, retiring, you know, heaven forbid, life insurance proceeds, an inher- you know, an inheritance, all of those things. I mean, think about what I just mentioned. Retiring, selling a business, life insurance, and even an inheritance. Like all of those things involve major life change. And when you bump up against the emotional challenges involved with those, like how do you talk to your friends about like it's all around money. Like it's particularly like try talking to your friend when you sell your business for $3 million and you're out on a bike ride and you're going to complain about, oh man, these attorneys are just killing me. And geez, I got to pay so much in taxes. (laughs) I'm telling you, your friends aren't going to like that conversation, right? Like, oh, really? You want me to feel sorry for you for having to pay taxes after you just sold your business for 3 million or 10 million or 20 million? You know what I'm saying? So it, and you're probably not going to be able to go to your parents because chances are you're making, you know, in that scenario I just set up, you're making more than your parents ever thought they would. And if your parents made far more, you're not going to go to them because you might be embarrassed that you're making less. I mean, you just have nowhere to go. People have nowhere to go, no safe place to talk about money without the judgment, the shame or the blame, the obligation to help, right? Like none of that. The only place they can go is to a qualified professional that knows what they're doing. Now, they may not know that now, right? Increasingly people, that's a whole separate discussion. But I'm saying once they do come to you, you've got such a sacred obligation and opportunity, huge opportunity to provide a place where people can have these conversations about money because they can't have them anywhere else. And that, my friends, is a massive blessing, huge opportunity for us to make a difference in people's lives, which is why most of us got into this industry. And also a real sacred obligation to not betray that trust, to help people guide them through this process, help them make more aligned decisions, and provide them with advice that is only and always in their best interest. So that's why I think the opportunity around talking, learning to talk about money is so massive and such a blessing. And here's the other interesting piece about it, right? There aren't any algorithms that can do this. This stuff doesn't fit in a spreadsheet. You know, real life doesn't fit in a spreadsheet. And so with that, that's part two of the Talking About Money series. I'm going to just keep rolling with these. I hope you enjoy them. If you've got resources, you know, articles, conversations you've heard, I'd love to hear about them. And if you have questions, that's the other thing I'll mention to you. I read all these emails and your feedback is incredible. I may not get a chance to reply to everyone, but your feedback has been incredibly helpful in the shaping of this of this podcast. And if you've got questions, one thing I'm going to start doing is trying to answer some of those on sort of Q&A episodes. So send them to me. We get a lot. So I'm not promising anything, but we'll sort through them and we'll try to answer ones that would be useful for the whole 
group to hear. So with that, that wraps up another episode of Behavior App Radio. Hey, if you like this, make sure you're going to love our sort of news, the newsletter we send out to real financial advisors all over the world. So get signed up at behavioriap.com or click in the link if it's below in the show notes. And with that, have an awesome day.